Hello G&Divas, we're just popping up in case you're deep in episodes from years ago to tell you that very soon you can see us in the cinema. Hello from the future. It's future William and Jordan here. Stop living in the past and get up today. Next Tuesday, our show at the London Palladium will be streamed live into cinemas. So if you want an evening full of laughs and outrageous problems and dilemmas, then come along and join us on the big screen. Help as Sex and My Boss Live is showing everywhere and everyone's welcome. Go to sexofmyboss.com slash cinema to get your tickets now. That's sexofmyboss.com slash cinema. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. What's that annoying sound I can hear not not your voice the other one <laughs> I think it's my washing machine but it says it's got two minutes left so it's going to do that mad cycle thing where you think it's going to explode and then it should be okay I don't think a washing machine you don't I don't think you should think it's going to explode oh, I think that might be your washing machine mine is it goes up and down you should see it it goes on a mad spin I've been that desperate during lockdown I've been sitting on it sometimes <laughs> that's a joke can I ask what brand I don't know. Bosch, is it? I don't know. You've got a... Bo- oh, my God. You've got a concierge. You live on premises. <laughs> and you've got a Bosch washing machine and an ensuite. Hey, do you know what? You haven't done badly, have you? Oh, mate, you've given me a little boost there. I'm doing all right, aren't I? Yeah. I'm Jordan North, and I've got a Bosch washing machine and an ensuite. I'm Jordan North. Bosch. <laughs> <laughs> And welcome to Help I Sexted My Boss, the podcast where we help you navigate the challenges of modern day life, answering your 21st century questions and finding solutions to everyday dilemmas, like how do you tell your mum what eat out to help out really means? And is it okay? Can I, sorry, I need to interject here. For our non-British listeners, we should perhaps just explain what this is. Um, our Chancellor. Dishy Rishi. Dishy Rishi. Has, yes, Dishy Rishi Su- Dishy Rishi, I can't say it. Dishy Rishi Sunak has brought in a scheme where you get a certain amount of money off in particular restaurants if you go and eat outside of your house. And is it okay to use a government scheme to get a half price off on a first date? Great question. Is it okay to use the Dishy Rishi scheme to text someone on a first well, date? They say you can't put a price on love. And, of course, what should you do if you've accidentally sexted your boss? But we're not your usual agony ants, are we, William Hanson, UK's leading etiquette expert? No, we're not, Jordan North, three-day-a-week radio presenter as of September. (laughs) I'm more ex-Benedict, whereas you're more (laughs) ex-Benedorm. 
Thanks to Stephen for sending that one in. Was producer Ben named after Eggs Benedict? I think he was. was He's he? a bit eggy. Eggs Benedict. I've had eggs in Benedict. So. Thick, creamy and eggy. <laughs> uh, just to let you know, with we're both... a lovely spongy bun underneath. <laughs> oh, God, it started. Uh, this will all be brought up in the inevitable tribunal. <laughs> oh, we haven't got a leg to stand on, have we? Uh, yeah. We're taken back to, to off pod. Tell you what, I won't be having an ensuite once he's sued us. No. Mm. So we're both recording at home, if that wasn't obvious. And uh, I feel this is a, a probably the most important toast we will ever do. And obviously apologies to the late Queen Mother last week because it was her birthday on the day our podcast came out and that completely escaped my attention. Can I just say, can I just come in here? If someone's dead, it's not the birthday. Like well, no, pe- I appreciate that. People put it on Facebook. They're like, oh, would have been my grandma's birth. I get it, right? If they put on 10 years ago today, my grandma padley, sadly passed away. Padly sassed away. Um, <laughs> sadly passed <laughs> she away. She sassed away. She, she padly Bye, sassed bitches. away. <laughs> See you at the creme. <laughs> but, like, don't put, oh, it would have been her 84th birthday. It wouldn't. She's brown bread. She's probably in heaven having a having a giggle, so come on. Um, yes, I mean, the Queen Mother would be 120. So who we're toasting today? Another royal? Uh, yes, because this week, at the end of the week of this release of our episode, it's her 70th birthday. Not only has she had a landmark ITV documentary, but we're going to toast her. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, raise your D to the Princess Royal. The Princess Royal. Happy 70th, fan. And it's... Her Royal Highness, the Princess Royal, to you, not him. Thank you. I've seen her at my brother's pass-out parade. <laughs> yes, not to be confused with her aunt, Princess Margaret. See, series three? Series Series two? one. Was it series one? Yes, it oh. was series... It was the Royal Wedding Special, where you oh. first came round to my house. Mm. And we marked the significant milestone of Harry marrying Meghan. And obviously that's gone brilliantly well since. So uh, it was all uphill from there, just like the podcast. Remember, if you want to help with something, then you can tweet us at sextedmyboss. You can send your tales of trepidation to help at sextedmyboss.com. Or you can write to Mr. William Hanson, who promises a handwritten reply on his own letter of paper. The address for that is on the website, sextedmyboss.com. Also, we should say, if you're enjoying what we've been doing in lockdown, we always enjoy reading the nice reviews on iTunes. So if you'd want to leave us a review, that'd be nice. And remember, word of mouth. If if you've enjoyed us, you've just found out about Sex and My Boss, tell your friends. Tell Quality your housemates. Friends. No riffraff. Tell your uncle, your auntie, whoever. Um, as long as they've got a very open mind. <laughs> very open. <laughs> Should we start with what happened on last week's episode? Because you said a certain something that's caused a bit of a stir on social media. Yeah, well, we, t- we touched upon it in our bonus episode uh, last Friday. But uh, again, I would like to apologise for my crude behaviour with that particular joke. William made a BJ joke and um, he made us at the start of the series keep the bit in about the dressing gown belt. So I put my foot down as co-executive producer of this podcast. You put podcast. your high-heeled foot down. <laughs> I put my high-heeled foot down and said, we're keeping Snapped that to the in. stiletto. <laughs> it's staying in. <laughs> oh, is that another young Camp Jordan? Well, it's just Camp Jordan. Um, so, yeah, we kept that in and it's got quite the stir on social media. So, thank Lots you. Lots of people, including some of our G&D, Colin in particular, was, uh, was tweeting the exact time code that the uh, the moment happened. 
It didn't happen, by the way. Can we just stress it didn't happen, William? It was a joke. Yes, but you did actually, off the back of of that recording, say, if we keep that in, I'll do anything. So have you thought about anything that you want to do? How was your boat trip this week? <laughs> yes, it was marvellous. I went down to... Uh, Mike and I went down to Southampton to see our friends Tom and Lucy, and we went on their luxury boat, Contessa 2. Can I just say, I've got a video. Mikey filmed William on the boat, and we are going to post it out today as the episode goes out, because it, it will probably be the best thing you'll see this series. There's been some highlights this series, including your will, loads of other bits, but that, you on that boat, is you've got to watch it. Well, my will was, was very much uh, nearly more of an issue than, uh, than I thought it was going to be once I got on that boat. The, it's a lovely boat, and they said, oh, go and sit at the front, William, go and sit at the very front, face us, sort of have your back to the direction of travel. And then off Tom whips the boat to, I think, 18 or, or 19 knots, which I know doesn't sound a lot, and who knows, it may not be in nautical terms, but uh, there wasn't really anything for me to hold on to. And uh, I, I was, it was, I was like, you on that washing machine. <laughs> Just make sure you watch it, Gene Devers. It's, it's, it's the best video. Tell us about Contessa Two. What was it? Was it a big yacht? Was it luxury yachting? You know the Queen Mary Two. Yeah. Think about that in size. Okay. Mm-hmm. And this Contessa Two just is a little bit larger. <laughs> okay. That okay. was sort of the the size of it. No, uh, it was what I believe is called a rib. And uh, what? we went. That's a, a condom. No. Well, no, ribbed for my pleasure. And <laughs> we got on the rib, and uh, and it was marvellous. We went, we went and sort of sailed round the coast of the Isle of Wight and saw cows, not the animal, the, the place. You went to the Isle of Wight? Yes. My friend Tom pointing, going, oh, that's Osborne House, which, as you probably know, Jordan, is where Queen Victoria lived and died. And uh, it wasn't Osborne House. It was another house, which apparently was famous for all sorts of goings on with Edward VII, uh, her son and, and heir. But we won't talk about what goings on. What was on. it? So Tom was like, oh, that, that was a, a famous royal orgy house. And we then couldn't... We, I wanted to sort of back up that claim because I felt that was, you know, not giving Edward VII the right to reply. And I uh, I googled Isle of Wight orgy house. And can I just tell you, don't, don't Google that, everybody. Things popped up on my phone that are very much not history. That's like when I lived back in Lancashire and I worked at Rock FM. I, I had a really sore back, so I googled massage parlours Preston. And oh. um, you won't believe where I ended up. But your back was fine. Uh, yeah, back was fine in the end. So yeah, I did. Yes, no, we we had a nice we had a nice time on our on our yacht. What's the name of it again? Well, I think actually it has another name, but I called it Contessa Two because Jordan, your and my favourite episode of Keeping Up Appearances. Oh yes, is what to wear when yachting, and uh, it's where Hyacinth and Richard go on to Sheridan's friend's father's boat, Contessa Two, which sounds very expensive. And uh, and it turns out to be a, a piddly diddly little thing. Yeah, yeah. So it's that great episode where uh, just before Hyacinth falls in, Richard falls in, and <laughs> she goes over to Richard, who's clinging on for dear life, and says, "Richard, look at your jersey." <laughs> <laughs> you love her, don't you? Oh, I love it. Is that your favourite? It's your number one, isn't it? 
It's my number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look at you, Jesse. And what? So I've been I've been uh, tossed on the ocean waves. What have you been doing this week? <laughs> I've had quite the eventful week. I got locked out of my house on. Uh, you got locked out of your house. Yes, on Thursday night. How did this happen? Oh, f- f- like if it's not my skylight, it's my pissing keys. Could you use the skylight to climb in? No, so because it's like three, four stories up, um, and you're scared of heights. Yeah, so I went out for. I'm back. Sorry, I stopped before all this, and I was doing really well. But I went. I went out for a fag before bed, just before. I usually have one before bed, and then brush my teeth and have a have a brew and then brush my teeth. And I went out, and as soon as I shut, lovely. As soon as I shut my door, I thought I forgot my key. But I went outside. Had me dirty cigarette and then text my housemate saying, will you let me in? And he wasn't in. He was at his girlfriend's. So then I'm on YouTube looking at the credit card trick. Have you seen the credit card trick? <laughs> you know, it's, it was just the no. Yale lock. So basically with a credit card, you can open a Yale lock. I was there for nearly two hours. Right. Okay. <laughs> so two hours I'm trying to get in this door and I'd give up did you not break your credit card yeah it snapped I didn't use my credit card I I, I used because I had it in my phone I used my gym card so my gym membership's in tatters then I remembered when I moved in this flat we had a locksmith come to change our post box key so I text him on the whim (laughs) right at like half twelve quarter to one in the morning I went I don't know if you remember me he went yeah um, as it goes I'm, I'm ten minutes away he's like I'll come out now and he come out and let me in and basically he let me in do, using the credit card chip trick what? Just, he used so sam- he didn't have to break the lock? no he used sandpaper to let me in well I don't think we should be saying that yeah it's just something so I you were outside do. for how long? three hours nearly oh my god so what's the moral of this story? don't smoke yeah if you weren't a smoker this wouldn't happen yeah absolutely I mean to be honest Ben makes a valid point if I observed someone next door, a scruffy ne'er-do-well speaking with a thick Lancashire accent trying to get into a door, I would, uh, well, I'd call the police. Yeah, bearing in mind he had me Burnley tracksuit on as well, so... Oh, my God. Yeah. Which series do you think it'll be when I have to post bail for you? Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sure that's going to happen at some point. Oh, God, don't say that. Um, Shall we take bail? I think series six. Mm. Mm. Would I be the person you phone in that instance? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Oh, oh, without you, my next to Kim on all my phones. <laughs> God. What's the point now? Wendy's in Spain getting pissed every day, so I was like... Yeah, that is a point. It's like, if I'm in trouble, I probably could be doing with William. She's getting pissed and eating a spicy prawn ball. Mm-hmm. I've got one for you today, actually. Yes. A friend of a friend of a friend asked me. Okay. If you go Just say a friend, it's easier. A friend asked me, if you go to a yep. dinner party with a bottle of wine or you're hosting and someone brings a bottle of wine, do you as the host open that bottle up? Why did I say open? Posh. We're rubbing oh, off geez. on each other. You Started in that back passage. You getting smutty <laughs> and me saying open. Do you open the bottle of wine as the host? So anything that the guests or a guest brings to somebody's house is what we call a host or a hostess gift. It is for... The host and the hostess, technically at a later date, but it is the host's prerogative. If they wish to open it there and then, or later on in the evening, great. If they wish to have it the next night, or in four months' time, that is their choice. So don't take anything thinking you are going to eat it. I have it all the time. If if friends bring me chocolates, perhaps, and I maybe don't have any chocolates for the end of the evening over coffee, then great, fine, marvellous, we'll have these. But for wine, for example... 
I will know that we are maybe having beef, for example. So I've picked a particular wine that is going to go with that beef. Now, okay, if they bring a a wine that also goes brilliantly with beef, marvellous, we'll have that later. We'll allow the red wine, let's say, to breathe uh, for an hour or two, and then we will have it. But if they bring a really heavy red, and we are having, I don't know, chicken i mean i wouldn't really serve chicken but you know whatever if we're having you serve chicken to me all the time you cheeky well you know but if it's a special occasion you we always have cock in a van when i come round no and you you are you so many mixed messages with you the you get my point if we were having poultry let's say and they brought a heavy red well that's lovely i'll enjoy that another time but i'm not going to enjoy i'm not going to open that cuz it won't really go okay right so, it's the, so pass that on to your friends. It's, up friend to, it's friend. kind of up to the host and it's, 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 it's a gift to them, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. So I hope that answers your friend's question. I also believe it's National Afternoon Tea Week this week and you've no work. <laughs> well, I mean, I've got no afternoon tea related work. Because this used to be a busy time of year for you, didn't it? It was like Christmas. Was it? Yes. It was wall-to-wall scones. Oh, God. So, what, nothing in the diary this week? Well, not many of the... I mean, some, most of the hotels in London are still closed. Only a few are open. Some have reopened only a couple of weeks ago and are still sort of... I walked past... A, well, I was in a uh, London hotel with a client uh, last week. Oh, yeah. And... <laughs> and hey, uh, God, is walk- it that... Are you that desperate you've gone on the game? Stop it. We walked past the uh, place where they normally have afternoon tea in this hotel and it's usually in you know normal circumstances packed and they were probably <laughs> made Ben laugh with packed it was usually packed and <laughs> Ben stop it <laughs> and uh, it was it was deserted I mean there were like four tables so uh, I think we've got bigger bigger fish to fry this week than hurrah let's have a scone okay Right, fair enough. But if you are wanting to find out how afternoon teas should go, then me and William mm. went for one a few weeks ago, and you can hear it in our bonus episode. Yes, or on my Instagram profile, there's mm. a series of videos on it as a story highlight that you can watch if you want to to get it all correct. You can still have afternoon tea at home. It may not quite be uh, the Ritz or Claridge's, but it uh, you know it'll still look lovely, I'm sure. Right, like a scone and a broomy. Um, I don't know why I said that. Uh, and next week, I'm looking forward to again seeing you in the flesh. And you and I, we're going into Soho and we will be eating out to help out. <laughs> don't I'll be seeing you in the flesh. Don't be saying it like that. You know exactly what, what you're doing there. You know exactly. We'll go what... down Old Compton Street, we'll turn right, and for a couple of hours, we'll eat out to help out. Yeah. Well, is the Look, place we're going? You've been go- sitting on your washing machine. You clearly need a bit of help. <laughs> is the place we're going half price? No. <laughs> is it not? Are they not part of the scheme? No. You absolutely because you know it's my turn to pay as well. Oh, oh, don't worry about that. No, it, let, I mean, it still is. But don't worry. It's about my it. yeah, exactly. It's my turn to pay. I know it is. So trust you it's, to not use the the eat well, out I, to help. I could out do an scheme. IOU. No. Right, I'll pick where we're going. Cancel that table. We'll go to Pizza Express or something. I'm not going to bloody Pizza Express. I mean, there's nothing wrong with Pizza Express, and the fact has a few suspicious clientele, but I'm not not going. Come on, then. Give us your wacky word of the week. 
Say it. excited. Say it. Ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for William's wacky word of the week. <laughs> Are you ready for the word? I am ready for the word. I said the word, now, word, word. I'm bringing word in, a, a, in a little sub-game to this. Do you think it's a noun, verb, adverb or adjective? A noun. No, it's an adjective. It is pusillanimous. Oh. Pusillanimous. And I'll tell you the definition after the break. I'd go doctors if I had it, put it that way. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Okay, uh, welcome back, Gene Divas. Um, we are now going to find out what William's wacky... Do it. Wacky! Word of the week is... Pusil- what is it? Plus- Pusinalimus. Pusinalimus. Sorry, I think I've, the D's got to my head. Pusillanimous. It means weak and cowardly. Frightened of taking risks. Producer Ben is... Pusinalimus. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Pusillanimous. Producer Ben is rather pusillanimous, do you not think? <laughs> well, he's not even that either. I think what you probably mean is pusillanimous. Do you know what? I'd say I was quite pusillanimous, actually, if anything. That's why I picked it. Mm. I'd say I was very pusillanimous. I am very weak. Mm. Well, there we go. Um, I'm still excited for the tour. Do you not think... The tour. Do you think that's it? The tour. Yes. Very exciting. Coming help, up in April and May. The help I set to my boss tour in April and May 2021. The boys are back, is what it's uh, called. And of course, lots of people have been looking fabulous recently on social media with their new merchandise. Uh, our Help I Sex My Boss official merchandise. You can check it out on our website. Uh, and if you have any ideas for pieces of merch that you would like us to make, GM Divas, just give producer Ben a shout. Slide into his DMs, email him, uh, get in touch, and uh, who knows? You might see some special limited edition Give Me the D merch on our website. Lovely. That'd be great, wouldn't it? It'd be nice. 
You are you. You're sitting on the floor for this week's episode. Are you right? Yeah, right? I'm at my coffee table and I forgot I've got this book on whiskies. I've hardly even read it. It's a coffee well, book table. Can I? Can I just ask? Why don't you look at the book on whiskies after this? Yeah, I've got some good books here. Bond on Bond. James Bond. I'm all for that. Sounds like our meeting up in Soho. Oh, for God's sake! I've got me a Barmer book here as well. Bless him. Which one, Barack or Michelle? Uh, no, it's a Barmer coffee book. It's just like lots of pictures of him in his time in office. Well, talking of... I mean, we should, probably shouldn't mention Michelle Obama because she is now a rival. Oh, she got a podcast. She has. Who hasn't got a podcast? Do you know what? You're better off asking who hasn't got a podcast these days. Hmm. Her first guest on the podcast... I mean, she went in She went in high. Barack Obama. Wow. I mean, we did put in a bid for him for the help hotline. He said no. It's fine. <laughs> we also asked Mikey to come on. He said no as well. But, you know, it's fine. Do you not think? It personally. Do you think she would have had to have gone through his people to get him on, or would it have been like in no, bed? I think it's highly unlikely. No, well, I don't know. I had to go through Mike's people. It's probably she probably did. She probably did. Mm. Well, Michelle, just you know, just remember who got here first. Uh, right, go on then. Do listen. you think she listens to help I sex with my boss? Yeah. No. Our first question is from Anonymous. Dear William Jordan and producer Ben, I have an issue with a co-worker. Thankfully, I'm not currently having to work with him due to social distancing guidelines. He's the type of colleague where you mutter under your breath, for goodness sake, insert name here, about 20 times a day. I'm sure we all have one of them. Hmm, we do. However, the other day I was at a workbench repairing somebody's glasses when I gasped in horror as I noticed a fingernail merrily sitting on the desk next to my hand. Disgusting. This is not the first time I have found one of my co-workers' fingernails lying about the area we both work. What do I do? It doesn't look like I will be working with him for some months, so we can't speak with him face to face. I also don't want to have to keep seeing his fingernails. Do I leave a passive-aggressive note? Thanks in advance. Anonymous. Um, what are you saying, William? Well... This is obviously at an opticians. I wonder if, by fluke, <gasps> this is perhaps the woman at the opticians who is the, who was the uh, the subject of Connor's letter last week. Oh my god! Maybe we could link them together. Fate works in mysterious ways. You never know. Oh, Just Connor heads be. up. She doesn't like fingernails. Right. What what do you do if you've got an annoying colleague who's leaving fingernails lying about? I would, would you collect them. Yes, would I was just going to say in a little pot. I'd collect them all and leave them on his on his yeah. workstation. That's exactly what I do, and that that action speaks volume, speaks louder than any words. Just leave I know them it's all. disgusting. You've got to sort of be a little bit more disgusting in order to, to make your point. But I would passive aggressively put them in a little Tupperware uh, or a little bag, or you sellotape and sellotape them each to a piece of A4 paper, so you've got rows of fingernails, and leave it there. Saying stop. That Ben's is... saying that this is psychopathic. Now it's interesting you say that because my friend Tom at the weekend said that I should probably start boxing because I've got a lot of aggression in me and I need to take it out on something. Yeah. So I think we'll discuss that another time. Yeah. But maybe I am psychopathic. Mm. Uh, no, I'd say that. I'd leave him on there. It'd be very passive. But then what would you do if he comes and asks him, like, what are these fingernails doing on my desk? Well, then you would say they're. I think you then you just rip the band-aid off, as they say, or rip the plaster off and say, well, these are all yours, they're not mine, because it's only the two of us that work in here. 
I don't see why I should have to look at them. Please, if you're going to cut your fingernails, put them in the bin afterwards. Don't leave them on the workbench. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, can't. but that is grotty, isn't it? That is, it is. grotty. Okay. Where do you cut your finger toe? Because I cut my toenails, but I can't cut my fingernails. It goes right through me, so I, I have to bite them. You bite them off? Yeah. Is that bad? Yes. I mean, it's disgusting. I know, but I can't I can't use clippers on my nails. I use them on my toenails, but I can't use them on my fingernails. It, it, it runs right through me. Well, I would I would do it over a bathroom bin or over a little tissue, and then you then sort of put the tissue in the bin. Mm, okay. My nice brother once found a... You've just reminded me, my brother once found a fingernail in his meal at a certain well-known restaurant chain. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's disgusting. Not as disgusting as I think you. You and I maybe texted about this a few weeks ago because I think you were talking about it on something. But um, Aggie McKenzie off of Kim and Aggie. Uh, you adulterer! Ago. Is that her? No. You are an adulterer. You adulterer. I mean, what? What an insult! No, they did. They did a show about cleaning. I did. Oh. That's not it. No. Yeah, but was that? Is that Kim or is that Aggie? That that, I think that was Kim, but I'm talking about Aggie, the Scottish... Oh. You are an adulterer! Don't touch me, you adulterer! Sorry. Um, well, Aggie McKenzie on <laughs> Five Live years ago when I was on, uh, and she was another guest, we were talking about cleaning or something, or bad habits, she uh, admitted on air that still, in- including today when she sees her sister, but predominantly when they were growing up together, would bite her sister's toenails... Oh, and she was doing a program about cleaning everybody. So let's we, just remember that we had a caller on air about a girl who wanted to remain anonymous who bites her boyfriend's toenails. <laughs> Why some some people are just weird, aren't they? Uh, And our next question is from Brenda. Dear William and Jordan, I'm not sure if this is the correct forum to ask, but I have an unusual etiquette question, and I do hope that you might be able to offer guidance. What do you mean it's not the correct forum? That's what we're here for. You can ask us anything. Etiquette-based, fingernail-based. No airs and graces on uh, sex with my boss. Carry on. No, not anymore. Uh, My husband and I are invited to a wedding on the 22nd of August. The bride and groom were planning a large wedding, but due to COVID-19, they have had to re-evaluate their plans. This wedding is just the immediate family, wedding party and significant others. There will be a dinner served at this wedding, but it won't be as much of a party. It is going to be an outdoor, socially distanced barbecue, in accordance with the rules in our area, Niagara, Ontario, Canada. Next summer, they will have a large reception to include everyone else. My question to you both, or perhaps just to William, is should we give a gift now, next year, or on both occasions? My thought was to give our gift this summer, as that is the proper wedding. But is that correct? Could you please advise? Thank you, Brenda. I'd say so, yeah. If you've been invited yeah, to a wedding, think... you can't you can't not turn up with a, a, a gift, can you? Well, no, you, no, excuse me, you don't turn up with a gift. What? That's not correct etiquette. No, when you get invited to a wedding, you turn up with your gift. Or, well, let's be honest. You let's real talk. No, you don't we've arrive about with it. You, yeah, it's the money in an envelope, isn't it? You got to give them. You no, give them you, money. Think about it. If you're okay, forget COVID nineteen. You're in your you're in your hotel function room mm. or wherever you are, and there's a table which is normally for that the the, the um, guest book or, or something like that. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> popping envelopes down full of cash. Nobody supervises that table. Yeah, it does. It's the, it's the worst thing to do. Are you joking? There's always someone that keeps an eye on it. you got a member of staff that does it. The weddings I've been to, or the mum usually keeps an eye on it, and the box is on the top table, and you just go in. Or when you come in, actually, when you come in, 
the weddings I go to actually, the majority of the time, they've got like a little table set up and it'll be like pictures of them during their relationship and it'll be like love Ugh. in lights, you know, like a love ornament or something like that. Live, laugh, love. God, sounds awful. And then you'll drop your, you'll drop your, your card in drop with your money. What? Drop your card no. in. Well, so. that's not really correct. Okay. But you should and, take... And any, if you're, you know, present similarly, if you're giving them a toaster, who wants to deal with a toaster on their wedding day? So when do you give it them then? Well, you normally, you'd, if they've got a, a gift registry with a particular department store, you would buy it off it and then... It sort of you go onto the website and you sort of go, I'll have this, I'll buy that, and it's sort of processed so nobody else gets that same toaster. And then uh, when the couple are back off honeymoon or ready to receive all their gifts, they just phone up the department store and say, yep, send them on this day, and then they all arrive, and that's how you do it. Okay. Well, I disagree. Just turn up on the day. That's my advice. Well, regardless of how you give that gift, Brenda, I would suggest that, yes, actually, I would uh, give something this year. You are clearly part of a very close-knit group, uh, and I think if you didn't, even in your head, if you are thinking, oh, well, I'll give something next year, that's not what they are thinking either. Mm. So as long as uh, budget allows, if you can't afford to give anything this year because of COVID, then I think you make it perfectly clear to them. You say, we're so happy. You can write them a card, a lovely letter and say, look, we're going to get your present next year when it's going to be a little bit of a better present than it would have been this year. So again, communication, you should be fine. Okay. Uh, this next letter comes in all the way from Portugal, from our number one fan, and they've put a lovely photograph of uh, when they met us at one of our live shows in London, which is lovely. It's from Jon Carlo. Dear Messrs, very good, Hanson and North, my parents have owned a small restaurant during most of my life, and I grew up helping them on weekends and holidays. During those times, as with all client-facing roles, the limits of my patience and good manners were constantly put to the test. So I thought I would ask your advice on how to deal with a particular customer. Let's call her Hillary. Hillary has many annoying habits, but the one that irritates me the most is how she likes to come into the restaurant specifically when my parents and I are having our own lunch, and deliberately sits at our table without even a, may I? Not only does she ruin the only 30 minutes of the day when we can take a break from customers and discuss our private matters, but she does so to talk about the most ludicrous things. To give you an idea, her favourite topics tend to revolve around her bowel movements, and once she went so far as to discuss the marvellous resemblance between her haemorrhoids and the cauliflower that we were eating at the moment. <laughs> Ruining the vegetable the rest of my life. Oh, I know I know plenty of Hillary's. I know many Hillary's. Considering that she has been our customer for more than 20 years, is there really anything I can do to deal with Hillary, or should I just keep working on my gagging resistance? Thank you for your advice. Yours sincerely, Jon Carlo. It sounds like Hillary is an elder lady, and maybe she comes into your restaurant quite a lot, because she could potentially be a bit lonely, and I know she could probably a bit annoying and you don't want to hear about her hemorrhoids or her piles whilst you're tucking into your cauliflower but I think you are probably going to have to put up and shut up kind Well of thing. one thing I would say you can, immediate action you can take is stop serving cauliflower, that mm. would be step one okay, <laughs> switch to broccoli switch to carrots butternut squash, any other sort of vegetable but maybe ease off the cauliflower. But this is a thing, she does sound like an elderly lady, I might be wrong but like I've said it before, they lose all filter like the, uh, grandma will be like oh no I like it but it don't like me and you're like I'm trying to eat it I really don't want to think of you I mean I, do, I don't know about the, the logistics of the restaurant or, or whether service completely stops during those 30 minutes you have off but could you not lock the door 
or no put, put the sign to closed or back at three o'clock or, or whatever or could you maybe move the table into the back and have your meal there is there other place? yes if if pause is there another place you could have your meal in private where you don't get pestered by customers that's a potential is there maybe? or go hungry that's or the go, other option or just cope with hillary and her piles yep my mum and a mate fell out on holiday recently because she left a pile cream next to her toothpaste and you know what happened. Really? Mm-hmm. Who left the pile cream? My mum's friend. Oh, your mum's friend. And my mum woke up thinking it was toothpaste and... Oh, my gosh. Yeah. True story. Nice. Anyway, let us know how you get on Juan Carlo, uh, but that's our suggestion. But you probably do, as she is a customer, she is giving you business, but I would, uh, I would lock the door... I would come up with some a creative solution in order to sort of let her get the message in a subtle way. Mm-hmm. Our final question has come in on email to help at sexwithmyboss.com and it is from Richard Pipkins. Dear William Jordan and producer Ben. What a great name, Richard Pipkins. I hope you can help me with my problem. The other day I was walking up the stairs to my bedroom and past my housemate's room, no apostrophe. His door was open, so I looked inside and saw him. There's... Oh, my God. There's no easy way to describe this. He was penetrating a melon. What the... Shut the... (laughs) I have two issues with this. Are you winding me up? No, I'm reading what what is... Right, let's get this straight. His his housemate was shagging a melon with the door open. Yeah. Yeah. I have two issues with this. I have been trying to stay healthy during lockdown and have been enjoying the melons in the kitchen on a bi-weekly basis. Oh, God. (laughs) Have have I eaten contaminated fruit? What's going on? Two. (laughs) He didn't see me notice him performing the act, so I'm now unsure how to approach this with him in a way that won't make living together impossible. Any help would be greatly appreciated. I understand lockdown has been boring for everyone, and we all have our urges, but soiled fruit is not acceptable. Kind regards, Richard Pipkins. Uh, Wow. (laughs) I mean, cauliflower and melon sales are going to plummet this week, aren't they? I think that could potentially be our best question. Yeah, but we cannot cannot mention that in interviews. God. Oh, what's, what's the best question you've ever had? What is going on in the world? We're in lockdown, you know. There's. Can we have a bit of? We, could Richard Pipkins get back in touch? What's? I want to know what sort of melon. We, Was it water, does, cantaloupe, garlia, skin what? on, skin off? What? <laughs> what is happening? Hang on, let's just reset here. We, we, you know, the world's a different and changed place, but I don't want to live in a world where people are shagging melons. I don't want housemates shagging melons. I don't think... No. Do you have any melons in the house at the moment? No, I don't. (laughs) So sitting on top of washing machines is fine, but doing things to a melon... I, I mean, what's your advice to Richard Do you think Pipkins? this is like a, a vegan... You know, maybe vegans don't want to, to get, like, plastic sex toys 
because you know they disagree with plastics etc single use plastic or maybe not mm. single use plastic and so they use a melon now when you put it like that you make it sound a bit more natural and environmentally friendly well, I hope he just... I mean, I would, Richard, I would check all melons that are in your house now. No, 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 Richard, Richard. Well, holes. William, sorry to interrupt. Before you into them. William, Richard, stay away from the melons. Don't, don't, that's a given. Do not touch or go, listen, I'm giving you my best advice here. Do not eat any more melons in your house. In fact, don't eat any more fruit. What's that film where he shags a peach? Um, uh, call me by your uh, name. Call me by your name. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's not Ben's just said what spoilers oh that's, that's oh Ben will love it ben oh will Ben love that film it's yeah. very Ben oh Ben Ben oh, it's, well, don't watch it on your own Ben it's a beautiful film you love it it's such a good such a you film yeah it's beautiful boy he's good as well but call me by your name is I've I've watched it three four times it's just just makes you want to go to Italy for the summer. Two of our friends, uh, Chelsea and James, gave me a, a lovely cookbook uh, last year by the wonderful Irish chef Diana Henry, which is called How to Eat a Peach. And there's not one mention of Call Me By Your Name in that book. Oh. Could be another recipe. <laughs> What's your advice? To the... um, I don't know. Stop I... eating melons or anything potentially that could be used to a similar use. Even, I mean, you'd even sort of not go near a banana, but I suppose that's got a skin on it, so it's sort of some layer of protection. I'd also say, if you want him to stop and it's making you feel uncomfortable, next time you're out and you've had a few drinks, he took it mick out of each other, just be like, oh, shut up, you melon shagger, and he'll know straight away then. Mm. He'll be like, what? Where's that come? How, how do you... And you just look at him and go, I know. I know. Well, yeah, I, 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 I probably would um, stop buying melons. Yeah, that's probably how I would uh, do it. Or, and then maybe at the end of your contract, you look to move out. Don't touch any melons in the house. No. Uh, well, that's uh, probably our most uh, bizarre question to date. Remember, if you want to help with something, then you can tweet us at sextedmymelon. Boss, you can send your tales of <laughs> trepidation to help at sextedmyboss.com. Or you can write to William, he promises a melon written... Oh, it's on the mag now. Uh, on his own melon-headed paper. The melon is on the melon site. Melonmyboss.com. <laughs> I can't, I'm, I'm going to be thinking about that all day. See you next, melon. <laughs> No, hang on. I'm off to Whole Foods. <laughs> imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hello Gene Divas, we're just popping up in case you're deep in episodes from years ago to tell you that very soon you can see us in the cinema. Hello from the future. It's future William and Jordan here. Stop living in the past and get up today. On Tuesday, our show at the London Palladium will be streamed live into cinemas. So if you want an evening full of laughs and outrageous problems and dilemmas, then come along and join us on the big screen. Help I Sex and My Boss Live is showing everywhere and everyone's welcome. Go to sexofmyboss.com slash cinema to get your tickets now. That's sexofmyboss.com slash cinema.